Welcome to NFT Rebels, the podcast where technology, creativity, education, and non-fungible experiences meet each other. It's me, Annie Alexander, and in each episode, me and the Rebels will have a real unscripted talk, share genuine opinions, and show raw emotions. Should we start? Okay, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFT Rebels. Um, welcome, Corrales. Corrales is in the studio. As I said, I'm sourcing my guests on LinkedIn these days. Corrales has been uh, the person that I've been following for, I think, a couple of months already. Yeah. And um, and I like your content, and, and I like the vibe, and I thought that, you know, this will be a really cool conversation. And yeah. I really appreciate the fact that you are for unscripted conversations because not everyone is with <laughs> us. Yeah, no, Welcome. thank you. Thank you, Ani, for, for having me. And um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan too. And, and so this is well, this will be exciting. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, let's just, you know, start from the very beginning. Obviously, Web3, like, you know, the blockchain and the crypto itself is relatively new sphere. Uh, the Web3 and the NFTs uh, even newer, I guess, like at least in terms of, you know, when they got uh, popularity within the space. Uh, uh, how did you end up there? Well, um, so I've been in crypto I think since 2017, I, I started, a, um, I co-founded a, a tech nonprofit, uh, which mm -hmm. was um, to address um, homelessness with my, my, my business partner at the time, who was uh, in UX. And so we set out to do this sort of open source platform. And really, you know, I, I mean, that was really before Web3. So, and we weren't, I didn't know anything about blockchain, but we had a developer that you know, he, he was really deep into it and he had his own token and, and like, that's the, he, he started blowing my mind basically with all this, you know, how this, what this thing was. And then we started to kind of just entertain the idea that we might be, we want to put, um, as I understood it more, I got more excited about like the, you know, just the basic concepts of blockchain and transparency and all that. And we thought that's a perfect thing for our nonprofit where we want to be different and not just different, but it's valuable to see everything that we do. Um, and especially in a, in a space like, you know, a social impact space where, where, um, you know, maybe monies would be questioned and we're new to the, that. Um, so we started looking at it like that, but I got more and more fascinated with it. And I think before I knew it, it was like consuming me. But I wasn't really heavy in the space. It was, you know, 2017. I, I didn't know what, I just followed people. I just would, you know, actually I followed like a lot of, um, and I think it's, that's kind of my, I'll get, kind of get to where I'm at today. Like I, I followed mostly women that were mm -hmm. in supply chain at like companies like DHL. Like I would find them on LinkedIn or even like Instagram at that time. So there weren't many of them, but but I found that they were the the women in the blockchain space were made they were they were really deep thinkers and I really enjoyed that like it it just resonated like the way that they thought was you know I, sp I think that speaks a lot to the diversity the importance of diversity in Web three and I didn't know that at the time but I think that was in in looking back that was kind of my onboarding I would say was like a lot of women in the space which was you know, um, obviously there's a, there's a lot of issues with that, but, but that was my experience and, and, um, and just learned a lot. And then I went to a, I went to a consensus, um, consensus put on a big social impact blockchain for social impact in 2019. And I went to that, that in New York city. And that was a real, like, just amazing experience. Like I, I, I met for the first time, like builders in, social impact blockchain space from all over the world um, and just, you know, connected with them and just some of them I maintained contact with for a while, but, but just got to know like what they were doing. And it was just, it was just incredible. And after that, I was like, I, I have to stick, you know, so, but then, you know, 2020, 2019, 2020 came 
and then the pandemic and I, I actually went into bank marketing. Um, so I, I, that's kind of my, my non DGEN job is like small community bank marketing. And so then the pandemic hit and that was where I was, you know, wanted to focus um, cause there was so much critical stuff going on. Um, so I worked for a, um, a banking school, um, banking education and um, but crypto was always, you know, like it was just, I always wanted to connect them. You know, I wanted to connect this, be this bridge builder between the worlds um, of, of especially the social impact part of crypto. Uh, but, but there wasn't really a lot of, you know, it was, it was a really tough case to make obviously. And then NFTs hit <laughs> and I, I didn't really, I didn't know what, I think I was just taken off guard of how, what I was like, what are the, like, this is incredible, but what is going on here? But, but pretty quickly, just like a lot of people, like I realized this is like, this is something complete. I've never seen this in crypto. Like this is a whole different shit. Yeah. Like, this is a new blood that's in the system that I've never seen anything like this. And it was like artists. And I was like, this, it's just why, you know, it's, it's wild, but it actually makes sense. And I think when I compare it to like the move, you know, I, I'm, I'm also a journalism ma uh, major and background. And I, you know, I, a lot, I, I immediately connected a lot of, mm. you know, politics and, and movements that were cultural, you know, not, not tech. And that's what, yeah. and that's what started to fascinate me about NFTs and why I, I just decided I'm just going, I'm going to like, I'm not, I'm a designer. I'm, I do, you know, most of my career is actually web design and graphic design, but I was, I'm not an like artist and I, I never considered myself that. And now I'm a marketer, but I, I just, so I, I just like, I don't know if I, I'm not an artist, but, but I felt, you know, I, I speak, I speak like an artist. I know that I know the, you know, I know the artist mentality and I, and, and the, you know, from my designer days and, and, um, and, and uh, I just, I realized like, this is like a people's movement, you know? Yeah. And, and so now I'm in, into community. Um, and, and again, that's, a, that's from a lot of like culmination of things from like community banking actually. And what I learned from COVID and, and applying it to this new, new world that we're, we're in. It's interesting. I mean, um, you told that story, like the whole thing about, you know, what attracted you to, to the blockchain in the beginning to, you know, uh, and, and then kind of, you know, segue towards the NFTs. And you didn't like mention one of the biggest kind of hooks that people get into crypto uh, for, which is money. You, you didn't tell anything about yeah. money uh, <laughs> at all, although you started in 2017 when it was probably all about the money part of yeah. it, right? During the ICO hype and everything else, it wasn't really, um, it was a movement, but it was a different type of movement, right? So it, it was kind of uh, the money aspect even now with NFTs, uh, when when they you know the whole hype started, many people say I'm here for the art, but you know we'll yeah. wait and see for several months and we'll see who sticks around and who was actually uh, here for the art. Uh, because right. as soon as making money won't be so fast and so attractive anymore, uh, we'll see who who's going to be around. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but but I really like the fact that you know money wasn't kind of you know the focus and and the the main um think yeah. uh, for for your entry to the to the ecosystem so to speak. Uh you mentioned something that is very important obviously community has become the buzzword in in this um sphere. Uh, and it's probably one of the the most important elements. Like I always say, the communities are the ones that are going to break or make the project full stop. It's just, you know, you can't really find that. No matter what you do, if the community is not behind you, it's not going to work. Sure. Um, but also at the same time, there are so many people who, who use that buzzword just because it tells yeah. a compelling story and right. you know and and pretend to be about the community but actually like when when you look at a practical level um yeah. it's not really the case right so um which is why i wanted to talk to you today about like 
the true communities like you know how how do you differentiate like how do you actually build a community that is loyal that has this genuine relationship with 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 the project and that kind of is um is with you not just because of the floor price right because communities yeah. usually the you know depending on what kind of community you attract sometimes that full support and love can turn around in a matter of few days when things go wrong, right? So right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, communities and, and sort of, yeah. you know, how people approach the communities at the moment and what's the right way to do that. So let's say, I think it doesn't really matter, right? One-on-one -on -one artists need a community as well, um, just like collectibles. Uh, in this case, it's not too different. Um, so let's say someone gets into this space, they are fascinated with it, they really love um, everything that's happening, they want to contribute to create something. Where does one start? Yeah, that, that's the that's the big question, right, that everyone is, is yeah. wondering, like, where do you start? And that's you know community <clears throat> community is one of those one of those um concepts you know that they're you know do it's really a philosoph it gets really philosophical like a lot of stuff in crypto you know and because it's you know you're talking about i think we i think people have to realize like we're, we're talking about culture building we're not we're not talking about a discord server yes we're talking about that's the you know, people people talk about the what all the time because that's that's how we define things. You know, the what, but we're what we really we we really want to talk about the why, yeah, and that's community. So it's almost you know, and and, the, and it's understandable because you can't talk about a why. You know, it's like Simon Sinek, the, the that's one of my favorite books. You know, yeah, uh, start with why, start mm -hmm. with why, because and he he says that again and again, like. We don't even have the language to express the why, but yet the why is what drives all of our, you know, like, you know, if you look at like, you know, um, especially like, um, you know, what I call human economics and web three, but, but behavioral economics, that's, that's all about that. It's all about, you know, and, you know, emotions and, and, you know, bubbles, you know, are, are a result of, of, very emotional human economic systems and how how we think and those are all of that is community to me like those are yeah. all community led you know um events whether it's a bubble or bitcoin rising you know it's it's no mistake like bitcoin becomes is the fastest asset um growth in history it, it reached what it was a trillion like like double of what any of the other anything in the world. And so you have to think like, that's not, that cannot be, that cannot happen without community. So you have like, that's how valuable community is. But yet when we talk about it in, you know, community is bigger than crypto because that's where stories are. That's where our story of crypto is the story of Bitcoin, the narrative Satoshi, you know, like all that stuff is storytelling, just like yeah. any brand does Apple, Google, they tell stories about how, you know, families tell stories about each other. It, it's all community, right? It's all community and storytelling to me. So, yeah. you know, society is built on it. Civilization is built on story, all that stuff. So it's not, and it's, it doesn't surprise you when you think, okay, we're all connected to the internet. And so, what happens when you have an a, like a, an asset that something like Bitcoin, where there's it is a money system, a currency, and it's and but the story is is all over the place. Like that's the first time it's ever happened, probably in the history of civilization, where it's that it just like instantaneous story, just like that of what this thing is and. And that's why, you know, I think that's why it's not shocking to see why everything in crypto moves so fast because we're all, it's internet money, it's internet things, it's internet, you know, experiences. This is the first time it's pure digital, digital everything. So I think that's why it explains a lot to me of why things happen so fast, why money is able to be raised so quickly 
And, you, and so we call this hype, you know, people say, oh, that's hype, but it's not really hype because that's just the internet. That's how the internet works. The inter you, then, you're, then you're calling the whole internet hype because that's, look at like Amazon, mm -hmm. would you say if Amazon does a uh, million dollars in their Black Friday event, do people say that's hype? No, they just say like, oh, Amazon did incredible on that sale, you know, like that, that because we're yeah. all connected. So we, we're used to that stuff in these these systems that we can, I guess, these gatekeeper systems that we're familiar with, like, oh, well, that's a trusted, you know, Amazon is a trusted system. So that's not hype. But this, you know, this NFT thing that generated a million dollars, that's hype. That's a bunch of, you know, speculation and da, da, da. But yeah. You can say you can, speculation can be many things, <laughs> including old systems that, you know, if, if Amazon generate, because no one asks what happens after that. Oh, those sales. Did everyone follow up with every sale that did they did all the people get their stuff? Did, did it did it really, you know, that would be yeah. the, that would be the ultimate decision of whether it's hype or not. Yeah, I, I think the whole thing is kind of, you know, the way people approach these two worlds, right? Like even the narrative is different, right? There are two different worlds and two different attitudes of different people towards those worlds, right? You know, some uh, some of the journalists and some of the media kind of, you know, shapes that story of, oh, this is the dark side. It's very scary, full of yeah. scammers. You're going to lose money. Uh, don't even get there. It's dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of, you know, they, they inject fear related to that whole side of um, of uh, the industry, right? Uh, and, and then, you know, there is uh, the other side of the story which kind of resonates with many people which is about kind of i don't know being a rebel libertarian taking control back yeah. into your hands uh gaining independence and everything else that kind of you know um resonates with many people's desires and um and and wishes mm -hmm. um so uh, so it's, it's it's very different and i think it's 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 a good point that you mentioned simon Sinek's vibe is because um I feel like communities basically uh, can, you know, gather around that why. So they kind of, you know, pick the projects that resonate with their own beliefs, with their own values, and that have a purpose that kind of resonates with them and is is one of their life purposes as well, right? So yeah. it's not really about um, just that cartoon character. It's a bit right. more than that right and i right. and i feel like probably yes it's very challenging to tell the story of the why uh and and most of the projects that try to tell those stories kind of tell different variations of the same story which is like that high level story of nakamoto and of crypto and you know that yeah. that that high level story of uh you know why it was all created and what's the ultimate yeah. goal out of it right yeah. mm -hmm. uh, but very few actually create that other why which is very specific to their project really right, right? right. Mm -hmm. um so uh, so when when if you look back at successful projects, so let's say at Bored Apes, um, what would you think? Because in the beginning, they didn't really communicate so much the why side of things, right? It was more about who is it for because the story was about these characters that people identified themselves with, right? They created yeah. this kind of, you know, they could see themselves in those characters. Um and later on, it developed into so much more. So, um, do you think it's that's that's the hook? That's the main thing that people gather around and stay for, or there's something else yeah. apart from the why? I, I think people. I think it's all like that. That assumption, I think, is I, I would actually turn that completely around. I think I think board apes lost their why. Um, I think Sinek would call that the split. And mm -hmm. that's what it, that's exactly what he calls it—the split. Because if you notice what's happening, they're not called board apes anymore; they're called Yuga Labs, and that's a very important part of that's that's the that um, is to me the definitive. That's the big red flag that says 
you have lost your why. They had the why in the beginning because the board mm. apes, you know, NFTs, you, you, just, you just only have to look at like what people did. Now, that's that's the biggest why there is. Like there was no drop. There was no whitelist. There, like, there was no, the, yes, there's FOMO, but it, it was so unexpected, but it, yet mm -hmm. it was so mimetically powerful. And yeah. so the projects, you know, Bored Apes, uh, Punks, these are the true whys in the beginning. A lot of people are saying, oh, no, in the beginning, that was the immature part. I, I disagree. I say that's the, that was the, that was the, the time when we had the actual, that's the real wag me in the beginning. Because it was raw and genuine was, and authentic, right? It was authentic. Yeah. The community was authentic. That's what everyone is trying to get back to. But, and so the assumption now is, well, you know, Board Apes is, is now a brand and this is the way you do things. Because this is what do we you, see in Do you too. think that the, I mean, that, that real and genuine and the community sort of vibe in the very beginning was like that because the manufacturer wasn't so important back there, right? It, if they were not valued so high, it was not really about money. It was about something else. And when yeah. the money started climbing and it became yeah. like, you know, a very, very high amounts, which were yeah. kind of, you know, <clears throat> entered and prevailed the whole i mean it, it it may have suppressed the why right partially because that oh, ended absolutely. up becoming the focus of of the yeah. whole when, thing when when jimmy fallon and and uh, what's her name Her paris hilton are on late night tv pumping their bags you've lost the why you've lost the community because no none of those there is no like i, I just find it funny like a lot of the apes like do you think that you're going to be on the yacht with Jimmy Fallon and, and Paris Hilton? Guess who's guess who's making that project moon? Those guys, old Hollywood, uh, uh, and Anderson Horowitz, VC money. This is Web two. This is not Web three. That is the opposite. So see, that's why you know when when I started getting into CC zero and really understanding what was what this is about. That's why I call CC zero the only true web3 communities so would you say like you know I'm, I'm just thinking out loud i just you know thought about this while you were talking about um losing the why and kind of yeah losing the the the, the main core kind of idea uh the original idea um Web3, basically, part of the creation of the Web3, sort of, you know, the, the benefit of Web3, starting from ICOs and coming to the NFTs, was that you, not only you, you get rid of the, I mean, you can bypass completely the middleman from let's say if you take the the artist it's like the the art critics the art galleries and everyone else who kind of has a say whether you're good enough or not or whatever but also you had this big chance of bypassing the vcs and fundraise through the community to do things the way you want to do and to build what you have you know you dreamed to yeah. build um and now it's kind of you know you do a 360 degree kind of in you know, a circle and go back and take this huge amount of money from vcs again um so i mean some people go so far as to say that you know by doing so you 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 basically sell your soul right <laughs> to the vcs yeah. back again um so so i don't know but it feels like when you said web 2 i just felt like okay yeah we went we came to web 3 to to bypass the vcs and now we sort of you know came back to web 2 by right. starting depend i mean i don't know like and, it, I'll, just... and i'll kind of i'll kind of so i'm i'm a big you know um i'm a big uh uh jim Lee Jin, Jin Lee, sorry, Lee Jin fan. And, and, um, you know, she's a VC and, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of her, but I feel like that, that those are what I, you know, like there, she's independent. And I feel like I don't, I don't find VC, I don't think VCs are the problem. In fact, I think in some, you know, yes, you would want, um, I kind of had this argument with the the seed club guy <laughs> on on Twitter, but you know he's going to write a post about it. But you know about liquidity, and you know like 
it's hard to find a lot of projects need i don't i don't know what his post is but the but a, but a lot of the the issues with with the nfts you see is like they need liquidity and so mm-hmm. vcs can provide that and and influencers can too where you know that's part of why they're i i don't think it's like an a date like i don't think it's a problem until it kind of takes over and it becomes a system codified thing of what you just how we do it and that's what and the the big problem to me is ip because all this stuff revolves around their ip now and yeah and the the punks community you know i can guarantee you not all those punks are cool with what happened with yuga and the but their ip disallows them from you know it just it's just the way it works and they they know that i'm not saying that their community was run well obviously they wouldn't have been <laughs> taken over by but but it this stuff is like all comes down to ip when you think about it it's it, and that's the real this this is where i find like the really interesting stuff is when you get into the ip because i think it let's, clashes fundamentally let's get with, into it then right? yeah it, it clashes with it, it what it does is it it it, it clashes with the core fundamental wor- inner workings of how the blockchain works at, in, at a base level, which is composability, permissionless building, all of yeah. that stuff is like, it's critical and it needs diversity. So what is the most diverse thing? Community. And, and how do you do that? You let it go. There's no restrictions on anything because the blockchain takes care of the trust. So, yeah. and so IP says, IP breaks that entire thing that whole paradigm and says, Oh no, no, no. You know, but you, you still have to go through this web two way, which is highly structured hierarchical. You got to talk to my attorney. I need to talk to our board members. It's the same stuff. I mean, just because they're doing it in a DAO or whatever, it doesn't mean they're, they're abiding by the structures of, of blockchain. So, so, so let's, let's take exist. just few yeah. steps back and, and just for the viewers, um, Let's, you already mentioned like CCO. Uh, yeah. Let's just, you know, clarify what that is. So we are all on the same page and everyone understands what we're talking sure. about. Uh, and then we can dive into like more details. So if, if you know, if, if you had to yeah. explain to someone who never heard about the term, what is CCO, uh, how would you describe that? I would just say it's simply public domain. It's pretty simple. Art, it's public domain art. <laughs> so that's pretty okay. much so, you know, yeah. yeah. So, what, what is, it essentially means is that, you know, you can, anyone can use it in any shape and form the way yeah. they want it, right? Yeah. You, you, so, you, can, you can modify it, you can rip it apart, you can create something new, you can even convert, you know, you can even profit off of it. So yeah. yeah. So, so basically, all those derivative collections from, from, starting from punks, uh, uh, finishing with other connections who were at one point, you know, blocked or you know, this, this like kicked out of OpenSea or other platforms because mm-hmm. of the, um, of the legal implications, uh, and, uh, and complaints from those collections. Uh, if they were CCO collections, then this wouldn't have any issues at all. Right, anyone could have used them the way they wanted. Right, right. Um, you, you're talking about funks, the the funks. Um, yeah, were, well, yeah. For example, the funks, which were right. Uh, um, the, which, yeah, that, by uh, the way, are back on OpenSea again. So I have to go back and, and look at see, that story. Th- this is what's really interesting. <laughs> like that—that's the thing. What, if 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 all this is so bad, this is what I what gets me about all this IP stuff. It, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all. I, I I don't really believe IP even protects small artists anyway, because I, as a designer, you know, I was involved in in those kind of things. Like if you tell me once a, a small artist who can take on a corporate, if they if they infringe on their their art or their design and they're going to go to. Well, it depends on whose lawyer is. Do you have a better team? Well, the artist is not going to have the better team. The, the company is. So what does IP really protect? The corporates. It protects corporate giants. Uh, Apple, which I'm a, I'm, I have obvious, I'm a big Apple fanboy, always have been. But I know they have, they have been the most successful at using 
<laughs> of how, how they use attorneys and IP to completely mm. smash competition. So I'm aware of that. But that's that's just the way things worked in Web 2. Now, Web 3 is here and it says, we want to do things differently. To me, I'm like, well, okay, if we're wanting to do things differently, why are we rushing to IP and wanting to get Using into Using the same old systems. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're Hollywood plays. All these are really what I think the big thing is merch, Hollywood, IRL events. Gary V wants to do a 45-year conference. Great. I mean, that's cool, but that's all Web 2. That's not... That's not the future in, in my mind. Like that's not what Web three is for. It, it's not. Why didn't we just stick with Web two then? If we want to do a bunch of merch drops, you know? Yeah, I mean, to me, the issue is that if you are using the Web three tools in order to integrate them somehow, which is like very tricky because like it's just, you know, those are two completely different systems, right? In order to put this Web three philosophy and the tools into the web two rules and systems, then essentially the way I see this is you're just complicating the whole web to think because yeah. if you're using the NFT token as an access token to, to go to a conference or to use it for ticketing or whatever, uh, well, I mean, you can do it with, uh, with some other, like it doesn't have to be on yeah, blockchain properly. <laughs> I mean, it's why just- Why don't I just go to Ticketmaster and get my ticket? So you know, why, it's, why do it's I need just, an NFT for that? Exactly. Like, you know, you have to bring more benefits to it rather than just saying yeah. I'm using blockchain for that, right? It, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Like, and I'll, I'll preface that because I am. I, I didn't. Uh, some people will be watching me like, "Wow, he's a hypocrite." Because I do talk about like, I think there's great experiences that can be done with ticketing, and I think people who are innovative know how. They're not looking at it like a ticket. It's like a. It's an experience. It's a story. So that's just one little tiny piece of that ticket access. But, yeah. No. No. We're we're talking about yeah. the same experience, like getting mm -hmm. the ticket and getting access and getting inside, like whatever right, right? Right, right like uh if if that those are the two things we compare it's 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 kind of yeah i mean it doesn't yeah. really matter but but obviously yeah there are so much more that can be built on top of sure. it right yeah. so so let's imagine um the web3 world and and the way of uh let's say all nft projects are cco um the counter argument from from the opposition, so to speak, is going to be, uh, oh, but how am I going to make money in that case, right? It's kind yeah, of that's, uh, the big, right? that's the big thing, right? And 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 many people kind of feel ashamed to vocalize that, but many <laughs> people yeah. and projects and brands are getting into this field essentially yeah. for more for the money rather than for, for the culture or philosophy or whatever. They just know what to tell because they know what we want yeah. to hear. I mean, I'm a right. bit skeptical here, but yeah, I mean, there yeah, are and, many projects that do that. And this um, is, and the, but here, here's the thing. If you go down, you have to, you know, to, to go to understand, I think, CC0, um, you have to go down to first principles of what it is. And you got to go, and you also have to look at what value creation means. What what is value itself? So would somebody? Here's how I would put it: Would you say, um, would you would you say you're with your family and you're about to spend ten thousand dollars to take a trip to Paris and you're you know you live overseas and you're looking you've been planning this you will spend ten now you spend a lot of money you could have gone to you know down the street and you know we to the movie but you spent ten thousand to go with your family. Um, what was the, where's the value in that? Like that, that, I mean, what, why did you do that? Like that is, so you, you, you found something extremely valuable, which is your family. So that's community and community has value just like a, a, your family does, just like your life does your well being, your value system. Those are, those are the most valuable things. And that's the things we spend the most money on actually. Yeah. So that's all it is. So when we when people are perplexed by, well, how this free art has no meaning at all. No, because what you, what they're not understanding is the representation of community uh, in that art, and this is shown. You know, I'll I'll you know 
I'll pump some bags, but just to, you know, I'm not going to pump it. I'm just going to say MFers is the community that is really, is a it, kind of like this. People can't figure out what's going on. Like, what are they, what are these, how can they just keep this community? That's all they talk about. The, and, and that's is really it all CC0 it is. as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's CC0. And, okay. and, you know, there's, there's now a lot of, you know, I mean, we're, we're not the first ones. But yeah, cryptos as yeah, well. Toads. Right. But I would say that the MFers are the first ones that successfully did what I would call like a a, a, a half selfish, half selfless model, where it was kind of like they became the Tesla of you know the Tesla of CC zero, you know, in a way like just like you know Tesla comes in and you know there's mm-hmm. already electric cars, but Tesla's like I'm bringing the the sexy you know appeal to it. So I think that's the the balance that everyone's trying to strike, and I think MFers does that pretty well. But the I guess the the bigger point is that what does that mean? You know, like where wh- what does that mean? Like how can you just have value in just community? And but the thing is, again, like if you look at how we live our lives, we value community in so many ways. Why do you buy a house? Why why would somebody pay so much more money for a house? So, so they can be in a, the right school system for their kid. They'll pay sometimes millions of dollars more. Yeah. Now, what is that? Like, how is that, how is that valuable? It's valuable to them. And, it's, and that entire community is benefiting from that in ways that are intangible. You can't, you can't like, can you put a sticker on that stuff? Can you, can you sell it? Is it a product? No. So our most valuable things are always intangible and always experiential. That's just how it is. And products, people confuse that all the time. Like Nike shoes. I didn't buy the Nike shoes because I want, I think the shoes are the most, I bought it because it's got the logo, which represents that I'm connected to this, just do it. And Michael Jordan legacy, legacy. And yeah. And and that's exactly the stories that they are telling, right? They never actually are about shoes when they're advertised, right? The brand, they never talk about the shoes. They never talk about the features of the shoes, the quality of the shoes and anything related to the shoes. They talk about a way higher level story and uh, um, that, that kind of resonates with, uh, with people. And, to and, me, and like, that's, that's why what, it works, right? right yeah. And that's what community we find in Web3. The CC0 is pure community and, and including the art. And that's the real power. Like, you know, I, I, I call, you know, MFers like human graffiti. And because it's really a very, very powerful motivator to say, we don't even need the blockchain. We don't need, because we're just free. We, 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 we create art freely because we are human beings. We are beyond the floor. We don't, we don't need the tyranny of open sea. We, can, we go beyond it. And so if they cut us out, if they delist us, we'll live on. Our legacy is more important and our, because the art is more important, right? The art is more important than the NFT. Yeah, so to to me, like I, I had several conversations about this, and and to me, I was I was saying that all these people who create these collections and and uh, if they have that higher story, just like Nike, right? If they have that that kind of you know value system and the story and what they stand for and what they believe in, and if that resonates with enough people, I I, I was got, I was saying like. Just give the whole collection, distribute it for free. Let them, you know, people get it for free. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, if you provide more value, if you you create the right Mm -hmm. community, like things will will continue developing and you don't really need to sell from the very beginning, just distribute it for free. And and many people think it's a crazy idea, but I believe that that's probably the best way to attract the right people because those who actually want to be there will come. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, it's just, and it's proven, you know, and, and a lot of people, you know, I'm a, I'm an old hip hop guy and, you know, I remember, you know, th- there's a, there's a, there's a band called Stetsasonic from the, from the eighties. And it's one of my favorite songs. It's called talking all that jazz. And I, 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 there's this th- tweet I put out and I, I was looking at the lyrics one day and I was like, oh my God, like 
these guys were the first NFT artists. Oh, holy shit. Because they have this line that says, it says, because back then in the 80s, they were being slammed for taking samples of records, right? So what does that look like? Composability. That looks like permissionless building to me. You know, Mm. I'm going to take, I'm going to take something that was created. I'm going to, I'm going to take your Lego blocks. You created it already. I'm going to build on top of it. Mm-hmm. create something new so this is that's that's hip-hop that's hip-hop that's house music that turned into techno in europe all that stuff is based on hip-hop what i would call composability from the that that black culture started way back in the day and there's this in that in that song it says uh tell the this is line like tell the truth james brown was old um, tell I forget the tell Eric and Eric B and Rakim they got sold or something. But the point the point of it was that they're saying that they that um, oh they said they said that James Brown would be forgotten if it wasn't for all the hip hop people who who continued after him who continued to spin his beats and as a result like James Brown a James Brown beat is the, there, I read the, this podcast, like they were talking about, it's the most recognized drum sample in history. Like it is in, it's in the DNA of every single like hip hop, somewhere in there is a James Brown drum track. And that's because, that's because they continued the story, which guess what those look like? Derivative projects, mm-hmm. CC0 derivative projects. That's what they look like to me. They took the drum samples, they built a new story, but they still maintained the OG was always James Brown. And in fact, they 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 talk about James Brown all the time. James Brown, the legend, the legend. They so they basically brought provenance to James Brown by simply letting that by just taking it, permissionlessly building and trusting in people, trusting in the culture. That's where the culture building comes in, where you yeah, people could like trash it and, and say, oh, I, I created the beat. Well, but, but if enough, enough of the, if you've built a good culture, there's going to be so much opposition to that. Who's going to say that now? Like, oh, I, I, that's actually my beat. That's not James Brown. They'd be like, you fool. Like there's so much body of work out there to say that you're a liar. So you know what I mean? Like that's, that's exactly how NFTs work. Yeah, no, I I get it. And, you know, this reminds me a little bit about, um, so I've been, you know, as a fiction author, I've been self-published like since, I don't know, 10 10 years ago when Kindle Direct Publishing was just just a new thing. And uh, I remember back in those days, obviously we as as self-published authors and new authors had the same challenge the NFT artists are having at the moment, right? Which was like, okay, how do I get visibility? Yes, there is a platform, but this platform has millions and millions of books and, you know, you you can publish. Technically, it works. You, you Just like yeah. now, you can mint. It works. Uh, but then what? Like, you know, how are people going to know about me? Or how are they going to pay for it? Like, you know, how do I actually you know, just to continue without just keeping minting stuff and just sitting and waiting for for things Mm -hmm. to happen, right? And back then, uh, what some of the authors did actually were they themselves put their books in pirate websites to sort of distribute it among people so they would know about them, right? And, And to a certain point, it actually worked, right? So... Yeah. giving away stuff and and especially that way kind of worked really well in terms of raising awareness and having people sure. get curious about it. And then, you know, if you get enough people mm. who like your stuff, eventually those same people who downloaded the pirate stuff would go and buy your next books from right. Amazon because they, they liked you as an author, right? So, yeah. so I feel like there is, you know, something similar in there as well. Um, if of what's happening uh, in 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 the space now, because PFPs after a while, it's it's just you know, it's not going to work the way it worked before, right? So, like you know, even now, if someone just means ten k pieces of. Uh, 
different yeah. versions of animals or women or whatever puts it at 0 0.08, etc. It's just not yeah. going to work as it worked before. So I have a feeling listening to you that building genuine true community is way harder essentially than than creating a piece of art because like it, i mean it's it, it's it's kind of linked but at the same time it's just so let's say let's yeah. say if i create one on one art piece right i'm going to have one collector and probably few people who will resonate with that art and like that art. But unless I come up with some way where I can build community around my art and around what it represents and what I believe in and kind of, you know, how I structure that relationship with me and the people who resonate with that art, if I just mint it out there and put it out there and sell one piece, it's probably not going to work the way we want it to work, right? I think it's pretty easy. I mean, really, like, because I, I saw it firsthand. And again, like, I don't mean to keep mentioning MFers. It's just that they're they're literally the only project that I can think of that has done it like this. And and I was I was an early, you know, MFer, and I and so, so tell that story. It's fine. I mean, if, yeah, if, if, if we approach from that angle, like, tell the story of how they did it. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's really. The it, it is a beautiful way of like looking at NFTs because, you know, sure there's plenty of people that come in it in the project and they they're flipping and and whatever it's decentralized we can't you know they do do what you want but but in in general like I would say in the beginning there were kind of a core group of us that would just kind of just talk about the art like literally because we didn't have there's no what what there was really, there wasn't no kind of purpose to what you were doing there other than just like me, you know, messing around and, and making memes and, and trolling. And so, but that actually became the culture. And, and I, I think like what people don't get is that Sartoshi, just like people, people, you know, people would not have sold that piece and he would not have partnered with Christie's if he didn't for many years have built up an audience and a culture around just himself and it, you know his art and what it means that you know and I think it was on Instagram he built up most of his like authority yep. and then and so it makes sense that you know once he's ready Christie's is going to be like watch you know they're they're watching all this slow burn of of how he's community building Sartoshi did the exact same thing by just releasing memes and just like and that was actually the what I would call the onboarding of culture. And I think any NFT can learn from this because it means that you don't have to rely on a, a drop. In fact, the drop is kind of the wrong way to approach that because you're not you're 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 going too quick into the community building part. You're trying to do it through FOMO. Mm. This is a, a slower burn. There isn't enough culture. time to create that relationship right. before the mint, right? Right, and this and there's there's yeah. certainly successful projects, but those I would say that people aren't understand they're not understanding that there's other inputs, you know, like the the Moonbirds or whatever those guys are. Like there was a whole community behind that before they already, you know, yeah. You know, so it's not like the, they the just same with we friends, right? The same with we friends. Like right. People yeah, Gary, have been following yeah. Gary V uh -huh. for ten more than right. ten years, right? So yeah, exactly. uh, yeah I agree and, with and, you. And you know, Gary talks about that, and you know, I, I I criticize a lot of stuff, but I I know that he he did he's he he does have his pulse on a lot of stuff. That's you know, because he's such he was so good at like you know, whether you agree with them or not, but he was really good at like brand building before, way before NFTs. So it became, yeah. an, it was a natural thing for him to just be like, yeah, like I have an audience, but it's it's pretty genuine that followed him into the space. And, you know, so, you know, getting back to like a CC zero, how do you build value? How do you build true, true value? I think you do it through the culture first. You have to, and the art is the big driver of that culture, but you have to, you know, like what Sartoshi did is he tested out just like a marketer would do where they're taking out, putting out MVPs. He's mm -hmm. testing out. And so he locked onto this one sort of 
um, you know, that this famous uh, sketch where the, the, the dad is coming in and, and yeah. you know, the, the son is on the computer. And then really all, all he did was focus in on that because it, he, he got validation from the community. That's like, wow, this is a huge, this is win. Huge. yeah. people love, there's something about this that people love. So all he really did is now focus in on that, on a little piece of that. And that became the PFP. Isn't it another kind of, you know, case where it's it's very similar, right? Like this this is the character that people resonate with. Like they see themselves in that yeah, character, partly, I right? Did. I, that's why it's, I bought it's it. Just, I think I, I, I think many fact, did. I, I didn't know anything about that past story. I didn't know about Sartoshi. I didn't know about the, these memes. I literally just went onto OpenSea and stumbled on it. It was like, what the what are these things are weird. Like they're so weird. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden I, I just like, there was something about this, like there, I think the other interesting thing about that PFP is that there's a, there's a mystery and a story inside of the, even the PFP where you like the way that he cut off, like what, what's, what are they looking at? This little uh, guy, the like this, yeah, but yeah. they don't yeah. know what's here. And this builds a big story. It builds a really yeah. big story where, now, if you connect that with the culture building and the community, this is what we saw in the early days where people would be like, my, my MFR is, you know, you know, and there's a lot of degen, you know, culture, like my, my guy is on, you know, looking at Pornhub all day, or mine is, yeah. you know, looking at prices of ETH or, and so now that creates new memes on top of it. That creates yeah. new culture, new ecosystems, new followers come in. And it's just this continuous memeing and having fun and just like, and I think that's really the, that is true web three to me. Cause you're like, you're trusting in people. And, and the, yeah. a lot of those folks didn't, they weren't part of the project. Like they would just like create a meme and then just throw it out there. And other people would be like, Oh, and that's kind of how they found out about MFers through these other yeah. ecosystems that the, the holders were creating a, a new culture. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of, you know, when um, it kind of proves the point that, for example, when, when I'm trying to to explain NFTs to people, right, like, you know, of course, like, I can go and talk about the technical part of it. And, you know, that, yeah, unlike altcoins, this represents the unique token, and it can't be replaced by other, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But, um to me, like the, the human aspect of it is, is yeah. what resonates with most of the people. And that's why NFTs work way better than the yeah. DeFi and the altcoins and the crypto side of the blockchain because it represents culture and, and art cool. and music, the things that people already sort of, you know, have emotional connection with and already value. So, yeah. so to me, like the way I explain what NFTs are, it's, it's, it's tokenized emotions, experiences and culture, basically. So how you're going to represent that, whether it's going to be a picture or whether it's going to be, a, a, you know, I don't know, a photography or whether it's going to be like a, a, a PFP visual or whatever it is, like it doesn't really matter what format you pick as right. long as, you you know, it it brings you that cultural element, it bring, it evokes emotions and kind of, you know, you get a yeah. certain experience with it, then it works. Like I, me, for example, I'm, you know, I'm not a visual person, so I can't really create visual stuff, unfortunately. My tools are the words, right? I'm telling stories, I'm writing short stories, I'm writing poems. Uh, but by collaborating with visual artists, we come up with like a mini movies or mini digital yeah. storytelling pieces. So we have like a 3D artist, we have a music artist, we have yeah, like me awesome. narrating the story or whatever. And it becomes something that, I mean, I can't even name the format right because it's yeah. not like is it a music nft yeah it has music in it but it's not mm -hmm. like it's is it, a, it. Yeah. yeah is it like a 3d animation yes it is because it has that yeah. uh i don't know is it a i don't know am i a crypto poet because yeah. my poem is, yeah. is included in there I don't know. Like some people tell me, like, do you do voiceovers? We want to hire you just because I narrate my pieces. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not a voiceover artist either. Right. So yeah. it, it doesn't, all I'm saying is it doesn't really matter which format you choose or which channel you choose, basically, as long as you can, you know, you can share that 
those emotional, cultural, lunch, right. experiential elements into it, and as long as right, you right. resonate with it, and and, uh, and that's and that's a huge that that's really a big point. I, and I don't mean to interrupt because I think it's really important that people get that. Like, there's all these different inputs, like you mentioned, music. There's you know fashion design. There's like there's all these like that's how we build culture. Now, this is why I think it's really important to understand why CC zero is what it is and why it is so important to building these cultures and building that kind of these next generation innovations, because you can't do that with a locked IP. You can't, you can't, I, I don't want to go to your attorney or your, if you're a musician and talk to your agent, I need to build permissionlessly. I need to do it fast. I need to build on top of what you did and I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm going to take it because not because I don't, I'm, I'm stealing from you. It's going to bring back community is going to come back to you. And that's what, that's how we build society. Like, do we, do we, you know, like, do we do that in real life? Like um, go, go talk to my buddy, my, this guy who, who runs my life. Um, he, he controls everything for me. No, you just like talk to the person. Can I, what do you think? Want to do it? Sure. Let's go for it. Right. Like it's, that's what's required to build society. So how can we build a new internet society and a new metaverse and all this stuff and new art form and all this new innovation without by, by having gatekeepers, it's not going to work because we don't yeah. do that in our lives, you know? No, no, no. I agree with you. And I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's that diversity aspect. We didn't touch too yeah. much on it, but I think that's very important yeah. as well. And, and just, you know, just with my example, like, you know, I know that if I stick to doing what I can do myself from start to finish in the NFT project, right. It's going to end up becoming relatively dull, I don't know, either visual or a photo that I've taken. And then like, you know, in best case, just a voice recording on top of it or whatever. So, you know, if I do it by myself, I have certain limitations. It will have a certain effect and I, it will stop there, right? Because I, most probably I don't have the time uh, to to learn a completely new skill. Once I learn it, I, I will have to sort of, you know, master it. So it won't really happen in a day or two. It's just yeah. a lot of stuff, right? But by collaborating or, you know, by, by, as you said, if I didn't collaborate with people, I would put something out and someone took it and added like music on top of it. And the other one added whatever yeah. we would end up with that same effect. Right. So right. the diversity of skill set, the diversity of the way to do things, like I collaborated with AI artists. We mm -hmm. both were surprised at what came out of my you know, poetry words uh, when you input it into the algorithm, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't expect it. It was super interesting and exciting to sort of see what what the code right. spits out, right? So, yeah. so I feel like that diversity element is very important because very That's often, cool. even if you do something, someone else may see it and approach it from a different yeah. angle and it will turn into something else on top of it, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, and, and that that extends to bigger. Th this is where I get into this. You know, I'm I'm doing this thing called the human blockchain, because I think like we need to map our humanity onto blockchain, onto NFTs, become the NFT. When we're in a Twitter Spaces, we need to be inside of that, not outside of it. Like all this is part of that. Like it's a, it's a it's a framework of your mind, but it really helps you know if we can map ourselves onto the systems mapping of blockchain we can understand blockchain we can educate through that but the but the bigger part to me is actually when you get into um this piece of diversity which is absolutely massive because that is what web3 shines at but only if we allow it to and if you don't allow it to i don't believe we'll so we'll solve climate change i don't believe we'll solve diversity problems race racial war all of that stuff has to do with what you said like there there has to be almost an emergence that you that emerges from this culture and these you you just can't you can't predict that you can't put a product on that it does has no utility it that is right. the utility the that is the utility yeah the emergence of meaning and that's when it leads to oh my gosh like that 
we never would have thought about that, but we can apply that over here to solve X, Y, Z. And that's the only way I feel like you're going to solve big problems out there in the world, which if we agree that that's what this entire movement is about, of like bringing us not only a new new experiences, but to solve, to help humanity go past and, and solve big, big issues that we grapple with forever, then we we have to come to the, the conclusion that we need to start trusting each other with without these. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I just don't see how any of this gatekeeping with IP can even exist in Web3. I don't even I don't know how people are imagining that to be a valuable thing when it is the most invaluable thing to to hold knowledge. It just no. doesn't, it doesn't work. You know? Yeah, and I think the proof of the diversity aspect is like since until NFTs became popular uh, from the blockchain kind of uh, side of things, uh, everyone was waiting when there will be like the mass adoption of, of blockchain and of crypto. And it didn't really happen so much, like, you know, to, to some extent, but not as fast and not as much as we hoped for. And I think that's because um, unlike NFTs, the, the crowd that resonated with all of that wasn't diverse at all, right? We right. were talking about nerdy, geeky, white, yeah. male, yeah. Uh, young. Uh, you know, it was kind of very, very specific group of people that resonated with it, but it didn't really go beyond that so mm -hmm. much. So, uh, and here you have like, even if you take just the artist mm -hmm. aspect of it, you have like such a diverse group of artists, which represent different, you know, which are diverse themselves, but also represent so many different sort of styles of art that many of us weren't exposed to and wouldn't even see at all in any gallery because the critiques and you know the the gallery owners and all the gatekeepers would never even let that see a light yeah. right so um so i think yeah i mean it's it's very exciting times i think like it's just the beginning and beginning, uh, yeah. everything is just uh people are still figuring things out sure and sure. uh and it's going to be very interesting to see how the whole space is going to develop because we're going to have more and more players right it's yeah. it's not going to be just art it's going to have way more diverse applications uh for 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 the nft technology but also we're going to have many different stakeholders like we're going to have big brands coming in we're going to have like you know a new ways like you know a new probably structures of fundraising maybe a new structures of uh, presenting different collections different new platforms etc and it's going to be very interesting to see how all these players are going to engage with each other and what the relationships are going to be because uh, I'm sure like it's going to be uh, a bit of friction in the beginning until everyone figures things out and finds their comfort zones. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah, for sure. There's, there's definitely, you know, no, you know, but I, I think just that's, that's how this works. Like you, you, um, you know, you, you have to set a new reality and, and, and you kind of have to shape new realities that they just don't exist. And, and, um, I think it's, you know, that's why I think it's the art is so important. I know that like people make that talk like that, like, well, there's going to be all this other stuff and it's going to go beyond the art. But to me, like it, it should never, ever go beyond the art. Like the art has to drive to be the main driver of all of it because, Otherwise, you you know th this is where our, our human values lie. Not in companies, not in brands. That's you know that 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 was why we we led to a lot of toxicity in Web two because you know like a a, a partner of mine that I'm um, collabing with and friend of mine you know she she's an artist and um, she's a hip hop performer and artist and she has um, a movement called People Not Things and I love mm -hmm. this because it maps a lot to what how I think of human blockchain and all this stuff. And it's like, um, you know, not putting, putting the people first all the time. And to me, that's like art. You can, you can replace that with art instead, because we, we tend to talk about the things a lot, the, the, the practical side of things, but what it, 
does is it, the more you do that, the more you forget about the people. And yeah. so I think it's a really important, like her movement is, you know, Genesis B, her movement is really important because that it's you, and you have to keep reminding people, you have to keep creating, you know, in marketing, it'd be called a category creation. You have to keep creating that category and telling people the values of it, reminding them why it exists and building an, a, a community, an army of people saying why that's important. Just like what the Bitcoin early Bitcoin community told everyone, this is why it, it's important to have digital currency. When everyone yeah. was like, what are you talking about? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But the more they hammered home, the more passionate they were. And yeah, that's going to lead to clashes. Um, so I, I, I'm prepared for a lot of this stuff, frankly, especially when you get into like decentralizing art, <laughs> because this is this is the stuff of revolutions. I mean, yeah. this, this is radical, radical stuff that no one has ever thought like, art would become decentralized itself wait a minute <laughs> how does that how does that help the artists now right like it, it it brings up all these these touchy questions about like the rights of people and what does that mean to me but i i think the more you understand community and the more you trust in community the more you understand we're all in this together and that only helps bring back that sense of self and you know of of, of pr provenance to yourself and and hopefully for for a lot of people yeah no and and to be fair like it feels like the nft community is one of the most um you know um helpful warm welcoming yeah. communities out there so uh i think for for people who who get in have this uh, good environment already uh, full of people who have been in their shoes before, who have gone through the process and who are more than happy to to show and onboard people um, to the ecosystem. So, um, yeah, I truly believe that it's the transition is, is so much smoother than, let's say, um, getting into DeFi, like a, a very sort of, yeah. you know, um, DeFi uh, related services, for example. Yeah. So yeah, well, um, thank you very much for your time. Um, yes. So we'll uh, we've been around for a whole hour. So thank you very much for everyone who was watching. Uh, the replay is going to be available on uh, on on my profiles, both on Twitter and LinkedIn. But later on, I'll uh, I'll use the audio for the audio podcast as well, and then kind of you know create short show notes and and sort of publish it on the website too. Um, so so yeah. Thank you very much for your time. And um, yeah, I'll just play the outro and, um, and say goodbye great. to the audience. <laughs> Thank you, Ani. Thank you so much for this great conversation. Thank you. Take care. That's all that I had for you today. Thank you very much for listening. I truly appreciate every single one of you. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that would help the podcast grow. And to make sure that you're up to date with my articles as well, please subscribe to my newsletter at anialexander.com backward slash NFT rebels. Take care and I'll meet you in the next episode. <laughs>